Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always delighted to have on the program Brian Gordon, my go-to man when it comes to all things long-term care. His uh, company has recently gone through some changes that uh, reflects really some of the changes in the company itself. Uh, But this firm goes back since the 1970s, and I have been in the insurance industry myself back in the 90s, and people still hadn't heard much about long-term care, but uh, this company has been on the cutting edge of it really uh, since it became prominent, and I think it began, that prominence began in the 70s. Brian, always love having you on the program. Tell us about uh, your company real quick and include your website. Absolutely. So Gordon Associates Long-Term Care Planning, as you mentioned, we've been around since 1975, and we specialize in working with individuals, financial advisors. We do work with – we're starting to work more again with retirement communities and trying to educate the communities on what long-term care is and, you know, what what people need to do and who covers it and how it's paid for. And our job has always been to be very educational in this area. And then when people listen to us and they, they are interested in you know, pursuing a long-term care plan, obviously that's where we are able to help them procure the insurance. And if they decide to self-fund the, the problem, then, then we have them talk to their financial advisors so they can kind of, you know, you know, segre, seg, um, you know tell them which accounts they're going to tap into first if they happen to need care. And uh, to have, a, have an account so the family doesn't have to scramble and figure out, you know, how they're going to pay for this big problem. Um, our website is at galtci.com. That's Gordon Associates Long-Term Care Insurance.com or galtci.com. And uh, there's a lot of good information out there for people to learn and, about the products. Yeah, and I encourage people to do, do so. It's not just your typical sales site. He has so much uh, so many resources, um, really, I guess you could even say training modules on how to become educated when it comes to long-term care. And I think that's so crucial. And I, I always encourage people to uh, be very careful when it comes to certain types of insurance. Some is pretty casual. It, it, it doesn't require a lot of uh, additional input. But long-term care, unless you're dealing with someone who specializes in that, it's a real minefield. Um, we have a fascinating topic today. You know, it was what, about a year or so ago where we were just talking about, maybe two years ago, where we were talking about Washington's uh, state uh, foray into uh, long-term care insurance, and now all of a sudden it's a hot trend, public long-term care insurance. And, uh, you know, we sit there and we look at it, and kind of, I kind of scratch my head uh, because, you know, I'm sure there's some enthusiasm in the states, but these policies are full of peril right right and you know with anything with anything that's out there there's always you know there's always an upside and a downside to it and once people you know kind of peel back the layers of the onion and take a look at what the kind of benefits they're offering they're, they're still fairly limited they're very limited benefits on even what this washington cares fund is going to provide them in, in, in the form of long-term care for themselves um, and what's going to happen is i think that a lot of people um, we see this in the group marketplace as well, where agents are just thrilled to be able to sell a policy to somebody, but they do not have adequate protection. When we review these policies, you know, they're, they're having 50 to $100 a day in coverage. And as, as you and I know, no matter what state we live in in the, in the U.S., you know, 50 to $100 a day is not going to cover a whole heck of a lot of care for us right now. 
uh, or, or in the right. future. Right. And my understanding is that uh, most of these plans don't give you a lot of a lot of latitude for modifying to your specific needs or you know projected needs. That's my understanding from what I've read. Right. Well, the plans that are being put out there in, in Washington's kind of the first one, and, and if you recall, they were supposed to kick this off in uh, July of 22, I believe it was supposed to kick off. And yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, January, January 22. Sorry, January 22, and they pushed ago. it off to, to yeah, they pushed it off to July of 2023 is when they're supposed to kick it off. And the first beneficiary, they can't even get benefits out of this policy until 2026. So there is a kind of a waiting period or, you know, on that as well. So it's not like someone could use this policy and then if they something happened to them a month or two or six months later, they can't just tap into the benefits that they have there. They're, you know, they've got to wait till, till 2026 to trigger them, at least based on what they're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I think probably the biggest single downside is I think of how many people I know over the years who plan on living a certain part of their life in one part of the country and then the rest of their life or other chapters of their life in other parts of the country. In a way, this, this policy either is a waste of money or you're held hostage to wherever you live when you get that policy. Right. And that, that was one of the big, the big issues there is that, you know, especially in, in Washington, you've got people in Oregon, you've got people in, uh, in Idaho as well that work in Washington and they were stuck paying this tax and there was no portability in those programs, at least when they were first working on that. Now that's something that they're working on right now is to make sure there is some portability or that a person can become exempt from having to buy the plan potentially if they don't live, they don't happen to live in the state of Washington for it. Um, so mm -hmm. that's something that they have been talking about doing as well. Are most of these states requiring, uh, you know, a plan that uh, are, are mandating that you have their insurance unless there's a particular exception, or is it just a nice option that you can have? So they have it. If somebody has a coverage already and they, they've had it, I know in in Washington State it had to be in place um, before no. I think it, it had to be in effect before November first of twenty twenty two. And then they would have allowed them to opt out of that. The other issue they had with the opting out is that it was they, they didn't really they weren't going to do it again. They were just going to kind of look at the very beginning, see who had the insurance, and then basically never check again to make sure they still had it. So a lot of people that I think their intentions were buy the coverage now, get the exemption, and then drop the policy at some point. That that's what we're hearing from some of the agents out there. And uh, as you know, Kevin, we did not get wrapped up in this Washington State thing. I was I was not really wanting to work with a bunch of people who are trying to be tax adverse. You know, they were trying to you know not pay taxes. Um, that to me is not someone who's really looking to plan for their long term care. So they weren't good good candidates for us <laughs> yeah. to talk to. So yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, uh, no question about that. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, but th th this is a very interesting conversation in and of itself because I, I love economics. As you know, that's uh, a lot of my background, my academic background is in economics. And, you know, when I look at this, it just really shows the denseness in the thinking of governments when it comes to dealing with people. I, I love what the uh, great economist Thomas So said, you know, that uh, people are not trees. If you take, you know, if you take a, an axe to a tree, it does nothing but comply uh, to the axe, you know, the person with the axe. 
People, you know, right. either apply fight or flight when things like this happen. And that's just the entrepreneurial nature of human beings. And, uh, and so, you know, when government does this kind of approach, one size fits all, very coercive, you have to live in our state forever, <laughs> you know, which I'm not sure that's even good for them on a public, uh, you know, from a public economics perspective, right? You know, when all they're doing right. is taking from the uh, state economy and no longer giving, but they feel forced to stay because how is that beneficial to a state? It just, it's just this crazy, um, non-consequential thinking that is so common in the public policy process that really drives me nuts. And you're seeing it in these, uh, these state-driven long-term care plans, I think. Absolutely, and you know you, you got things out there too where you know it, it's very it's it's not real cut and dry right now, and and there's a lot of questions from our end of it. There's a lot of questions from the consumer side of it. Um, it just to me it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like everything was was so well thought out. Um, the one thing that I have seen, I've probably seen I think since 1988. I joined the business in 1990, but I know in '88 they had they were talking about some national you know long term care benefit. We've probably had two or three other, you know, go-arounds with that. And at the end of the day, the actuaries come back and say that there's no way that the government and state can, can solve this problem um, because it is going to be too dramatic in the future for, for, the, for the country, you know, for the U.S. or for states to really handle this. And yeah. I was hoping that a lot of this will get people, you know, get people to start thinking about their long-term care plans, which is what we're hoping would happen with something like this and people would, would really plan for their futures. And I know that a lot of people that are planning for their futures are hearing issues from friends, family, what they're going through with their own parents. And we, we want to get to people that really haven't had the experience yet, but we know many of them will in the future, and we want to make sure that their families are, are, are on top of this. So just because mom and dad never needed care or grandma and grandpa didn't need care, doesn't mean that's a guarantee for the future generations either. Everybody's talks statistics and averages and this and that. And I always look at it that if, you know, you either need it or you don't. To me, it's kind of 50-50 when it comes to needing care. It's yes or no. Yeah. And so you just you just don't know what side of that answer you're going to be on until, until you're thrown in that position. And uh, that's what insurance is about. It's there to help us with, you know, unforeseen problems and, and, and the what-ifs in life. And if people aren't planning for this, then, you know, they'll, they'll just use their own assets and their families will just kind of scramble and figure it out. But I think from the state level, they, they needed to do, it, do, a, do a little better job of getting this information out there. And I know that uh, California is pretty hot to trot on this as well. And with California, supposedly they're not going to give people a very long time to get their own coverage to potentially become exempt from this program. And uh, so that's one thing we're hearing. We're also hearing that they may even do, you know, half the tax the employer might have to pay and half of the tax the employee would pay. So there's, there's mm-hmm. a, you know, they're, they're very similar to Washington State, but they're trying to, you know, have their own little little you know, nuances within their plans, and that's in, in California. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's interesting to watch. Talk a little bit about why uh, Washington had a relaunch. Was there... Uh, legal issues with the courts? Was there just, you know, underestimating how long it would take? Talk a little bit about that. 
they just there was just a, I think a number of different reasons. I think the big reasons were is that they didn't really have the exempt part of it figured out, so they didn't that that was not something that was articulated very well to people. And they also the the portability and and if you work on a, on a border state, how that's going to work. So there was a lot of pushback, and they just you know they they pushed it back a year and a half from when it was supposed to technically kick in. So that just tells me that there's a lot of underlying issues with something like that if they couldn't just kind of, you know, get it going up and running the way they wanted to. So I, I think that that's kind of the issue there. Um, and they're also getting pushback from people that may not be working another 10 years and, and things like that as well. They're going to pay these taxes in there, and then potentially they would get no benefit at the end of the day. And, and, let, and let's be realistic. Um, the benefit that they're providing, Kevin, we didn't really talk about this here, but it is a one-year benefit period. Um, with a hundred dollar a day benefit right now, um, so that's yeah. you know, that's a thirty six thousand five hundred dollar uh, you know a year benefit. Um, when you look at the cost in you know you, you look at the cost in Washington State, you know we see like facility care can can be upwards of you know seventy to a hundred thousand dollars a year for that type of care. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fairly typical of what governments do when they get involved in healthcare. Uh, they're not realistic, uh, you know. <laughs> You better hurry up and die. You got twelve months. You know that really, <laughs> really. Right. Who's signing up for that? Uh, you know, wait, a hundred dollars a day. Uh, you know, you can't get an um, average price hotel for a hundred dollars a day. What do you mean a long-term care facility? I mean, some of the exactly. stuff I look at, I just literally uh, scratch my head. They're selling peace of mind. But that you know, but that's only peace of mind until you need it. Then you're going to be in absolute terror when you look at what you got. And I can see it creating a false sense of, uh, you know, of uh, assurance and, and that everything is fine. It's not unlike, you know, people who only have Social Security. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, it, it, it's very similar to that. Um, talk about, real quickly, some of the other states that are involved in this, that are looking at it. So, so I know, like I said, I know California is, is pretty hot on the, on the trail right now of doing this. Um, we're hearing anywhere from about 13 to 15 states are looking at it. I know that um, Illinois, um, Colorado, Michigan, Minnesota, um, I believe Minnesota is, is getting closer to, to get, you know, implementing something like this as well. Um, and at the time, you know, about a year ago, we knew that like Missouri, Montana, North Carolina, uh, New York, New Mexico, Oregon, and Vermont were states that were considering this. Um, and we've also seen lists that are a little bit shorter than this also. And what we're hearing from a lot of the states is that they're going to have some similarities, and, and some states are almost looking to just, you know, carbon copy the Washington State um, CARES Act, CARES Fund. Um, but we don't know exactly the direction they're taking. Um, I know in my home, in my home state of Illinois, um, we have not been hearing a lot about it. Just the industry has been telling us that Illinois is kind of hot to trot, and based on some of the the, the meetings that they've been going to, um, that, that 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 we're also a state that is looking to do this, but. The ones I hear that are, are close to doing this are, are, are California and Minnesota are a little bit closer to getting something enacted. Um, also, mm -hmm. there's something about Pennsylvania from somebody, but I have not confirmed that. Yeah. Running out of time, playing beat the clock. What is your advice to people in states like these, but really also I think everywhere? Because, you know, these kind of things get a snowball effect. When we had this first conversation not that long ago, there was one player and now you've got one fifth, more than one-fifth of the states playing with this. And so every, everyone, wherever you live, may be looking at this coming down the pike. Thoughts, talk about you know, your thoughts for them. 
I think that the most important thing is that any, no matter what state you're in, but especially the ones I mentioned, that if you're thinking of getting a long-term care plan for yourself, do it ahead of time. Do not wait until this is announced. Do not wait until it comes to fruition in your state because what happened in, in Washington ended up locking up the insurance industry. Companies were not accepting new business. It was taking them six to nine months to get policies approved because they couldn't handle the amount of business they were receiving. Um, Washington, I understand they probably received close to four to five years worth of benefits, uh, policy, um, you know, uh, submissions um, due to the CARES, to the Washington CARES Act. So it really put a bottleneck in the carriers. It put a bottleneck in people that were doing true long-term care planning as, as, as opposed to tax adversion planning for themselves. And, uh, you know, you also don't know what your state's going to do. You know, they, they could flip the switch. We're hearing that a couple states are saying, okay, we're going to kick it off on, you know, I'll just throw a date out there, you know, July of, of, of 2023, and they're going to give you one or two months to get that policy put into force, which is not enough time in our industry. You usually need anywhere from about, yeah, on the low end, about four weeks to about, you know, eight to 10 weeks to get these policies approved. And uh, so, yeah. so don't wait because you'll be stuck in that in that in that uh, in that hamster wheel and not get anything for yourself. Gordon Associates Long Term Care Insurance. Brian Gordon, our guest. Uh, make sure you check out his website. Give that one more time, my friend. Our website is galtci.com. Yep. One more time. Uh, galtci.com. And uh, we've got lots of information in there for you to review and, and become more familiar with long-term care plans. Yes, great site, uh, very educational. Uh, Brian, I'm always smarter uh, after our segments than uh, before, and uh, always grateful to spend time with you. Look forward to our next chat. I am Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Kevin.